Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. So will gun owners finally get free speech on Twitter with Elon Musk? Uh, we're going to talk about that also. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Representative Madison Cawthorn faces a misdemeanor for a loaded gun at the Charlotte airport. And so I'm just, you know, Elon Musk says, you know what? He vows to allow maximum fun on Twitter. I can't wait. And Ron DeSantos says he will allow people to carry a firearm without permits before he leaves office as governor of Florida. Also, do background checks work? Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to discuss what happens when you walk into the gun store, you try to buy a gun. What's the difference between being in Texas, a gun, you know, being in Texas and purchasing a firearm and you're buying a gun? from Texas or any other state that borders another country. What's the difference between buying the gun in Florida versus Texas, according to the federal law? There's a difference. We're going to tell you some secrets today, if you haven't heard them before. So let's go back. We're going <laughs> to, man, Elon Musk, he says, hey, he's going to allow for maximum fun on Twitter. You know what? I think I'm going to take, I want to talk about that later. I don't want to talk about that just now. You're not ready for that? Not ready for it. Not ready for it. Not ready for it just yet. And Madison Cawthorn, we definitely got to talk about that because, man, you know, I don't know what it is. Every Sunday that we do a beginner firearm safety course, there's always someone in class that has to take a, you know, a gun safety course to, you know, work on, I guess, negotiate a a lesser charge for carrying a firearm either illegally or unlawfully or discharging a firearm unlawfully or some kind of gun charge or going to the airport, taking your gun to the airport, 
You're not supposed to go through security with it. It happens every single class. Someone is taking a firearm safety course to, you know, work on negotiating that charge, get it down to a lesser charge or to get a, a charge dropped or dismissed by taking a firearm safety course. So we're going to talk to you. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on, but it's like it's getting worse. You know? Yeah, we just had uh, Representative Madison Cawthorn do it for the second time. Second time? Second time. He didn't learn the first time. He didn't learn the first time. It wasn't so. embarrassing enough the first time he had to do it. <laughs> and I like Representative Mad- Madison Cawthorn. You know, I, I really like this guy. And I'm just like, really? Come on, dude. Seriously? You know? Yeah, you can't do that. Can't do that. He brought a really nice gun to the airport. It was a staccato. Oh, it's gone. Uh-huh. I need to find. I need to find out where they. Hey, you know they confiscated that one. I'm on my way to Charlotte. I'm gonna get that one. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah, because in Texas you do that in Austin. Man, I know exactly the building they go to to get your stuff. Yeah, and the federal fine for that is thirteen thousand nine hundred ten dollars. That's right. That's right. And in Texas, if you have a license to carry handgun, and you're in Texas, and you you got to be in Texas, you got to have a license to carry handgun. And you forget, and you go through security, that checkpoint. You take your gun with you. Texas is nice about it. It's like, hey, you know, you got a light, scary handgun? You can say, oopsie, my bad. They will walk you to your vehicle and let you lock it up in your vehicle. Only if you have a license to carry handgun and only if you're in Texas. If you do not have a license to carry handgun and you forget and you go through security, go to that checkpoint, it's a felony two to ten years in jail. I think it's important to remind people why this became the way that it is. Why Be- this became allowed. Because there was an elected official. <laughs> an elected official in Texas that did this. He you know, he forgot he had his gun and his uh briefcase. Oops. He went to <laughs> security and they said, Boom, you got you have a gun in your bag. Step over here, sir. He said, Oh, oh my goodness. He said, This is a mistake. You know, I'm an elected official. I have a license to carry a handgun. He said, we need to change the law. Yeah. So you know what they did? They changed the law. Ah, uh, so all the people who came before him that did that, what? they got a fine or they got arrested. They got their gun confiscated. They got F-A-F- they were punished. F-A-F-O is what we talk yeah, about. Yeah, they got punishment. <laughs> they were punished. And then, you know. The people who make the rules do it, and then the rules, oh, they just have to be changed. That's right. The- Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she'd be saying to me right now. That's right. That's right. This. Yeah, the rules are, you know, for thee, but not for me. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, so the way it is in Texas, though, Texas says, hey, okay, if you have a license to carry a handgun, you know, you can say, who? You're in Texas? You forget that? You make a mistake? Oopsie. My bad. They'll walk into your vehicle. No criminal charges. Only if you have a license to carry a handgun. But the TSA, the federal government, says, you know what? <laughs> We're the feds. We're going to send you that letter to mail, and it can be up to 13000 How much? $13,910. I'll take the 10 <laughs> Can I get the 10 Oh, Only $10, please. No, $13,910. That is well, hilarious. At least it's not $13,911. You know, that would I'll just take be the too 11. much. I'll take the 11. I'll just do the 11. Can I just pay $11? <laughs> I was nice, you know. I oh, maybe if you're a politician, you could I change that I law. didn't argue. I didn't debate the issue. Please, just 11. Just get elected and then, you know, 
You could probably do whatever you want, right? Rules are for thee, but not for me. <laughs> hey, I don't report the news. I just read it. <laughs> so does this politician get basically uh, retroactively uh, forgiven for that? Is no, that what well, happens? Well, you know, what a good attorney, you know, uh -huh. you you know, good attorney, you pay, eh, you know, quite a few, you know, dozens of thousands of dollars, maybe like 20 grand. You can get that case, you know, you can get him to do a pretrial diversion. And then get that charge dropped down to something else, like a Class C misdemeanor. And you get to keep your, you know, your rights. Okay. Noted. Not the felony. That's what he ended up doing. All right. So, <laughs> oh, oh, that's what he did? That's what he did. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's an elected official. The rules are for thee, but not for me. That's right. All right. So we come back from the break. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, Elon Musk. I uh, can talk about, hey, maximum fun on Twitter is coming. The days are numbered. We're coming. And they're just losing their stuff. But people are just like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's buying Twitter. <gasps> no, we're just going to stop. No, it's not right. Yeah, I know some people who, once this goes through, they're going to go on a misgendering spree that's going to have its own Wikipedia page. Okay? <laughs> it's going to be okay, people. It's freedom of speech. I know. I get, I get it. It's okay. It's okay. People can say what they want. You don't have to listen. You can block them or you can ignore them. What a concept. You can ignore someone. You can ignore what someone says and not let it bother you. Oh, my God. You mean tell me I can control my feelings? <laughs> I can just control myself and don't worry about someone else? Oh, my goodness. What a concept. We come back from the break. Let's talk about background checks. Also, do background checks, you know, do they work? We'll let you know. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Doug Man Jones. And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back. And man, I tell you, I have a special guest on Skype. That's right. So we have a candidate who's running for office, the Texas Railroad Commissioner for the state of Texas. That's right. We have Sarah Stogner. Sarah Stogner is going to tell us about what in the world is the what is the Texas Railroad Commission? What is that? You know, but before I ask Sarah about that, though, Sarah, I got to ask you, what kind of gun do you have, Sarah? <laughs> I have a 38 special. A 38 special. And I have a couple shotguns. Nice. Well, we got to get you out to the gun range, Sarah. We got to shoot some guns. Yeah, absolutely. When I'm feeling better, I'm hoping it's just allergies. It's That's all it is. It's just, don't worry. COVID is over, Sarah. It's over. We're done with it. Right. I got the memo. <laughs> That's right. And so, man, uh, so you got a 38 special and some shotguns. That's what I'm talking about. I, 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 a lady with a revolver, I'm telling you right now, that's the way to go, Zach. Revolvers. Your revolvers are yes. great, especially hammerless ones. That's right. Yeah. Especially for like purse carry and all that good kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Revolvers. Flashbang, revolver. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, Sarah. So tell us, what in the world is the Railroad Commission? What is that? Well, they've had nothing to do with railroads since what? 2005. Really? Well, hold on. <laughs> but, it, I, yeah. It, not, really? Yeah. Okay. They regulate oil and gas, intrastate pipelines, and surface mining in the state of Texas. Mm, so it should be called like oil and gas or something. Texas oil and gas, maybe. Correct. And there's actually a push by some Republicans this year at the convention to request that the legislatures draft some legislation next go around to officially change the name because the commission can't change the name. It has to come through the legislature. Wow. OK, so tell us a little bit about you, Sarah, you know, because you're running for a Texas Railroad Commission. Um, and I'm not sure who's in that, that spot right now, but, you know, why should we support you? Well, I'm the only one with oil and gas experience. I'm an energy lawyer. I've represented various oil and gas operators, service companies, midstream companies in risk allocation. So contracts, insurance coverage, litigation when things go wrong. And um, I moved out onto a cattle ranch last summer, and we've got contaminated groundwater from oil and gas operations. Mm. And I'm pro-industry, but we have to do it the right way. Right. Yeah, and and I, I ran into Eric, uh, Sarah. Sorry, ran into Sarah at an event in San Antonio. I was down there uh, this past week, and I was like, "Man, I like what Sarah's got to say. We got to get Sarah on the radio show because uh, you know it just you know you jumped up there. You're like, look, this is what I'm this is what I'm interested in. This is what I think we need to do for Texas. You know, we need to call the you know call it like it should be called as far as the name for this this department. And you know, there's some things that we need to do in Texas and and some you know places to go." And I, I really love that about you. Well, thank you. Yep. You know, it, it's not rocket science, but we've got challenges and we've got some difficult challenges. We've got to take care of our earthquakes. We've got to figure out where we're going to put this 15 to 20 million barrels of produced water that comes with producing the oil and gas. And we've got to recycle it and we've got to do it the right way. But I want to let it the, the markets do it, right? And we've got existing regulations are completely adequate. We just need to enforce them fairly and predictably. All right. And what about fracking? Are you for it, against it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am pro oil and gas done responsibly, right? And we can absolutely frack wells responsibly. We just have to make sure that we have a good cement job, that we're doing it the right way, and that we're protecting all of the other zones that's, that's down there. 
Yeah, I'm all about it. Frack now, frack tomorrow, frack the next day. Just keep fracking. <laughs> right. I mean, Midland over Moscow, right? I think everyone can get on board with that. Absolutely. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, where'd you come from, you know, for this position? Yeah, so I am civilian army brat. My grandfather was actually born and raised in Jacksonville, um, but I was born in Alabama, grew up in Florida and California, and then went to undergrad and law school at LSU, um, practiced energy law for 14 years, and moved to the Permian in 2017. Nice. Okay. Awesome. And then, so who's in that spot right now? Any so there's three commissioners. They serve a six-year term. I'm running against Wayne Christian. He's been there for six years. He's a 70-something-year-old financial planner, uh, Grammy-nominated Grammy no gospel singer, um, but no oil and gas experience. Hmm. And he's just in over his head. Yeah, it's not like praising the Lord, but can you, you know, what about my gas prices? <laughs> right, exactly. And look. If we don't, if we don't get our house in check, and we don't have Texans fairly and dependably regulating Texas, then we have bigger problems because the feds come in and revoke permits and things mm. like that, and that's even worse, yeah. right? We got to keep the feds out of Texas. Oh, I love that, and that's you know that's one of the things I heard you say this week. You know, keep the feds out of Texas. And I was like, you know what? I need Sarah on the show. That's what we're talking about. Get rid of those feds. Get them out of my business. This is Texas, the Lone Star State. We control this state. No one else. That's why I love Texas and nowhere else. Love Texas. Right. Absolutely. All right. And then, Sarah, uh, tell us uh, what part of the state do you live in now? So I split my time between West Texas. I'm near Monahans, about an hour west of Midland. Mm -hmm. And I have an apartment in Houston. Nice. And you, you're an attorney, you said? I am an nice. oil and gas attorney. Oil and gas attorney. All right. Awesome. What are some of the uh, some great cases that you've had? Well, I'd say one of the weirdest cases mm -hmm. was we had a guy that was offshore and he dropped his can of snuff into the mud pits that were mixing the mud up. And he took the safety grate off and tried to fish it out and fell in and was knocked unconscious and actually drowned in a mud pit. So that was one of the um, weirdest, most horrible cases that I ever had to deal with. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. People, you know, it's it can be a dangerous industry, but we can do it the right way. And, um, you know, we need it. And if Texas was a standalone country, we would be the third largest producer of oil and gas. Wow. The third largest producer of Russia's oil and gas. Exactly. Wow. And so if Texas is where, you know, we need that. And we in the U.S. and in Texas, we produce it cleaner than anywhere else in the world. But we have to do it the right way all the time, even when it feels like people aren't watching. And what's been happening out here specifically is they mess up the property and then they just buy it out. And when a rancher gets offered three, five, ten times the value of their ranch, it's really hard to not sell out, especially when the burden of proof is on the landowner and the benefit of the doubt is always given to the operator with the current administration. Just follow the money, right? Mm. You just follow the money. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Sarah, you know, what's what's up with our gas prices right now? Why is gas so high? <laughs> Well, lots of reasons. Um, first of all, Ooh, Wall Street, 
Wall Street decided several years ago that they were going to vilify oil and gas and stop giving money to oil and gas. So you had a downturn, you had COVID, and then you made it really difficult for oil and gas companies to get capital to operate. So they, they haven't had the ability to get ramped up. And then the other part is it does take time. We lost a lot of personnel. We've got supply shortages. So even if you could immediately go and start drilling, you need cement, you need steel, you need people, you need rigs, right? All of this that stuff takes time. And it wasn't two years ago and, you know, a little bit over two years ago on April 20th, 2020, that oil went to negative $37. Mm-hmm. It's a volatile market. And we have had bad federal leadership and we've had a complacent state leadership that isn't doing the things that are necessary to make sure that Texas stays energy strong into the next, you know, 100 years. All right. And then someone asked, are you running against Bush? Uh, I think uh, Mr. Bush is running a totally different office altogether, right? Right. He was the land commissioner and now he's running for attorney general. Correct. Yeah. So we'll clear that up right there. And and Sarah, you know, take take about a minute and a half and, and tell people what you want them to know about you and your race. Yeah, look, this is a really important race that has a deceiving name. I just need people to show up on May 24th. Do some research. My opponent takes bribes. I'm not taking campaign contributions from the industry. And I just want to get in there. I want to do the right thing. And then I want to get out and move on with my life. I don't want to be a career politician. Let's let's. Fire the people that haven't done their jobs. Nice, man. That is so. Sarah- I need people, to, yep. Vote Sarah Stagner on May twenty fourth. Awesome. So, Sarah, uh, well, how can we find you on social media, website? Yep. So my uh, website is Sarah the number four rrc dot com. That's also my Twitter handle. I'm on TikTok. If you want to watch videos of my speeches, you can see where I live. You can see leaky oil wells. You can see why all of this started. That's the unicorn lawyer. And I'm on LinkedIn and I'm pretty accessible. So if people would like to get in touch with me, it's Sarah at Sarah4RRC.com is my email. Nice. That is Sarah Stogner. She's running for railroad commission. I like to call it oil and gas for Texas. Because Texas is a Lone Star State. We're all about our oil and gas. That's Sarah Stogner running for Railroad Commission. Go to the polls. Go vote. Look for that name because she's going to make a difference. I promise you that. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. We come back from the break. I want to talk about Elon Musk and talk about, you know, what's going on with that. We got some, man, there is a guy. Why are criminals hanging around in central Texas hiding out from other states? We have, you know, people that are on the run who are persons of interest, you know, in murder cases hiding out in central Texas, in Austin, Pflugerville, Round Rock. Well, and I'm telling you now, you know, they're getting caught by police at intersections, red lights, gas stations, grocery stores. What is going on? And that's why I always carry my gun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolfer, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. I'll tell you what, Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter for $44 billion with a B. <laughs> That's a boss right there. That's what I'm talking about. $44 billion. You know what? And the liberals, oh, I shouldn't say that because when I get home later on tonight, I'm going to get in trouble. You know, you're supposed to be, you know, you know, you cross party lines and be Come on both sides. Okay, so there are some people that in 2021, they said Twitter is a private company. If they want to censor somebody, that is their right. I heard that a few times. Yeah. yeah. And now in 2022, those same people, those same ones are saying, oh, it's 2022 Twitter allowing free speech is a danger to our democracy. Call me a radical. We must be regulated. Twitter is a danger to our democracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you familiar with Zuby, Michael? What? You know who Zuby is? No, who's Zuby? So he is a... Uh, I'm going to learn today. He's a rapper. <laughs> I believe he's a British rapper. And Oh, am I going to like this British rapper or not? Yes, you're going to like it, okay? Okay. Because during all this uh, sort of like... Uh, transgender uh before the swimmer you know the yale penn swimmer mm -hmm. controversy mm -hmm. uh the when the transgenders in sports and women's sports dominating first happened zuby who is i would say he's uh you know on the right side of the aisle mm -hmm. he said hey you know what i am identifying as a woman and i'm gonna set the women's deadlift record <laughs> And he identified as a woman. He lifted, you know, record-setting deadlift. Okay. <laughs> to that, highlight the fact that that's totally ridiculous. That's a bunch of bull. Yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't be able to do that. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. He actually got banned from Twitter <gasps> because he sent out the tweet replying to someone. He said, okay, dude. And they banned they him from banned that? him from Twitter. What? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. They suspended him for saying, okay, dude, when he was uh, basically having a back and forth with an 
Antifa activist. Mm, go figure. Uh huh. Those little communists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter has notoriously banned people of a certain political persuasion. Oh. They have taken that side of not agreeing with classical biology, you could say, and instead going for, uh, you know, not allowing misgendering and taking a more left-leaning stance mm. and pretty much selectively banning people who have right-sided ideologies. Mm. Well, I'm glad that Twitter's actually agreed to sell because now Elon Musk is going to own this company. That's why he said, you know what? I don't want to be on your board. Why do I want to be on your board? You know, because I'm going to say something. You're going to disagree. But you know what? I'm just going to buy the whole company. And that way you you do what I tell you to do. I like that. Yeah, and he didn't want to be on the board because board members were limited in the percentage of the company that they could own. And that's part of the reason why he initially refused. So let's own the company. The we're going to change spot. the rules. Guess, guess what? It's a private company. We can do that. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's how, that's how democracy works. Free speech. That's how, what is it? The free market. <laughs> oh, my God. The free market. The free market of free speech. Free market. Yep. The free market. <laughs> All right. Also, I want to talk about this lawyer. There's a lawyer, uh, Redonda Vault. She appeared in court this past week. And let me tell you about uh, Redonda here. So the lawyers uh, for a former Vanderbilt University Medical Center nurse guilty of giving a deadly dose of the wrong medication to a patient appeared in court this past Wednesday. And a jury found that Redonda Vault guilty of criminally negligent homicide after giving a 74-year-old patient a fatal dose of the wrong medication back in 2017. So on Wednesday, Vault's lawyer appeared in Sumter County Court, Circuit Court, for a pre-jury uh, charge. And Vault is facing accusations of lying on an application for a gun. Uh, when applying for the weapon, she was asked about having any indictments or information in any court for a felony. She said she did not. However, she had been convicted in a court of gross negligence of an impaired adult and negligent homicide. So on Wednesday, the date of the jury charge was reset to May 4th. So that's coming up. So basically, she walked into a gun store. She filled out a firearms transaction record and lied on the form of being charged or convicted of a felony. She lied on the, on the paperwork there, and her background check came back denied. So Miss Prince is here. She's like, denied? No way. I'm going to appeal this. So she appealed it. <laughs> so she went to the fingerprints and everything and, and appealed the, the, the Nick's decision to deny her from buying a gun out of the gun store. They're like, yeah, chick, you're denied because <laughs> you were convicted of a felony. Are you crazy? Cray cray here. You know, my goodness. You know, and this is how the system is supposed to work. You know, your information is in the database there. You fill out the form and we call that it or type that information into the NIC system. And they'll tell us either proceed out. You go with a gun or a delayed. You'll have to wait three business days unless they call us sooner or denied. If, if they deny you. You probably lied on the, the form. And in Texas, they can actually prosecute you now for that, for lying on the paperwork. They call it lie and try. 
Uh, so in Texas, they can do that. They can, you know, go after you, investigate you, and charge you for lying on the paperwork. So I suggest you not do that. You should know a couple of things. You should know if you're char you have charges pending. Everyone should know if they have charges pending or not. You all should know if you're convicted of a felony. You would I would think you would know that. You should know if you were dishonorably discharged from the military. You should know that. You should know if you have been admitted into a facility against your will. You should know that. You should know if you're in the country illegally. <laughs> I mean, you should know if you're convicted of domestic violence. You, I think you would know if you beat your spouse or not. I'm pretty it's all sure. fake news. <laughs> you should know those things is all I'm saying. And then when you fill out the paperwork, they're like, look, you know, you know, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. You lie on the paperwork. Yeah, I think you should be prosecuted for lying on the form. And so in Texas, they will do that. So this um, nurse here, a former nurse, you know, lied on the paperwork. And this is how the system is supposed to work. Let me tell you something. If you're in Texas, and I've said this once before, and I'm going to say it again. If you're in Texas, and I can tell you this here on the radio show, I cannot tell you this in the gun store. Okay? So, I, you know, then I can be charged with, you know, obstructing justice. So I can't tell you in the gun store, but in the on the radio show here, matter of fact, give me a call and ask me some gun questions. Ask me, you know, gun purchasing questions or whatever, and I'll answer. I'll give you all the little secrets, and, secrets of the trade. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Can I explain this one? Go actually? ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so if you come into a gun store and you purchase two handguns or two long guns within a seven-day period, five-day period? Five days. Five-day period. Okay. Five days. Uh, within a five-day period, then the FFL is required to notify the FBI. local law enforcement officer and the FBI? Mm -hmm. And the FBI. The next. And the, the FBI. National that's right. The National Instant Criminal Background Check System. And the local sheriff? That's right. The chief well. the chief law enforcement officer in the county that you you're in. Yep. So they they fill out a, we have to fill out a whole nother form mm. and we we actually email it in. It gets emailed or faxed into the NICS, which is the FBI, and the chief law enforcement officer in the county that you live in gets you know sent into them and they know everything about you and everything about that gun that make the model, the serial number, everything about the gun. Ah, uh, okay. But if you buy one long gun and one handgun in that same period, you're fine. There is no notification. That's right. A little tricky thing is, okay, if the manu if the FFL dealer, the federal firearms license dealer that you're getting your guns from, if they're a manufacturer, they have a manufacturer's FFL, they don't have to report the rifle or shotgun, the long gun sales. They have to report those. Just handguns. Just sales. handgun sales. Uh, okay. And it does not include lower receivers or any of that stuff. So if you want five lower receivers, strip lower receivers or a complete lower receivers, you can buy five complete lower receivers. There's no reporting. But if you buy five ARs, there's reporting. Mm. But only if they don't, the FFL, the Federal Firearms License Dealer, as long as they do not have a manufacturer's license. And we do not have, I'm, I'm sorry, we actually have a, a manufacturer's license. So... So if the FFL dealer has a manufacturer's license, let me make sure I clear that up, in which we do. We have a manufacturer's license. So we at Central Texas Gunworks do not have to report the rifle or long gun sales at all, just the handgun sales. Like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so two handguns more in a five-day period. And we send that sucker in before you walk out the door. <laughs> I'm telling you that. And that's because, because we border another country. So because we border Mexico, any state that borders another country has to do this. Michigan, you know, 
New York, you know, any state that borders another country, you know, whether it's Canada or Mexico, you have to do this reporting. So if somebody in Oklahoma buys 100 guns, no reporting. they don't have to report anything. No reporting. I'm sure if, there's if, some if, other system that gets a flag. If you have your license to carry a handgun, they don't even have to contact the, the NICS to do a background check. So if you walk mm-hmm. into a gun store and, you know, in like Oklahoma, you have your LTC, that gun store doesn't have to report you. They don't, you know, they don't have to, um, no, nothing, because you have your LTC. So they don't have to call the FBI and the NICS to do the background check because you have your license. So in Texas, you, you walk in a gun store in Texas, you have your LTC, your license to carry handgun. You want to buy two ARs, you can buy two ARs. You know, there's no reporting. And the, as long as that manufacturer, I'm sorry, as long as that dealer, the dealer has a manufacturer's federal firearms license. Make sure I say that right. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a little, little tricks of the trade there, you know. So good reason to get your license to carry a handgun, you know, and then know where you're getting your, your transfers or buying your guns from. So that's important because uh, when you get pulled over by your chief law enforcement officer in the county you live in and you're wondering, how in the world they know the serial number of my gun? That's the only way they know because of that reporting. Outside of that, if you buy one handgun this week, you wait two weeks, buy another handgun in two weeks, you know, there's no reporting. That paperwork, that transaction record only stays in the gun store. It does not leave the gun store unless that gun is found stolen or used in a crime. Good to know. And and if definitely if you if you buy you go to you shop around and go to different gun stores, there's something triggered there. So if you 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 go to this gun store, then a couple days later you go to another gun store. You're picking up a gun, uh, you're hitting the system. Is that only in a state bordering another country? Uh, In any state. Any state. You you shop around different gun stores, you're hitting the system. Because whenever they do like inspections, when they when they come to the gun store, the federal firearms license dealer to inspect the FFL dealer. They're usually looking. They're they always have a list of people that are looking for, and it's it's always going to be people that are shopping around different stores, going to different places, getting background checks done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's good to know those things. I could tell you here today, but I cannot tell you in the gun store. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So, man, there's some record numbers when it comes to gun confiscation at the airports around the country. So nearly 5,700 firearms have been confiscated at airport security checkpoints in 2021. Um, Back in 2019, it was 4,500 guns confiscated at the TSA checkpoint there at the airport. And a whopping, man, that's, and do you know 85% of those were loaded? That's a lot. 85% were loaded. 
uh, that 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 number of 5,700 in 2021, 85% were loaded guns. You know the worst airports? Guess who's been removed from the, the worst airport list? Texas. Austin. Not Texas, but Austin. Austin, Texas, baby. That's right, baby. We finally came down, down from the worst airport in the entire country. Worst? We used to be. We used to be the worst airport in the entire country if people forgot and took the guns to security. Now we're no longer the worst anymore. It's now Atlanta, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston. Austin is one of the five safest big cities in the country. Temporarily. <laughs> this moment in time. <laughs> All right. So we finally came down. We came down off the number one list there. So that, and that's a lot. You know, it, 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 in 2019, they were like, oh my goodness, is, this is the worst year ever. And 2019, you know, that, you know, God, like pre COVID, 4,500, like, oh my goodness. And then 2020 hit. Then 2021, 5,700 firearms have been confiscated at airport security checkpoints in 2021. 5,700. Wow. That's a lot of guns at lot the of, airport. Oops. Yeah, a lot of guns. And 85% were them lo- loaded. So let's talk about that. You know, what do you do when you're going to the airport? What is the correct procedure? Okay. So first, what you do is make sure that where you start out from, whatever state, city that you're in, county, make sure that you can legally own and possess the firearm. Then... You want to get yourself like a hard case, lockable case. You know the Glock case? The Glock? That not case? lockable. That's not a lockable case, so that won't work. Okay? A soft a bag will not work. It's got to be one of those TSA-approved locks. Too, it's got to right? – well, not necessarily a TSA-approved lock, but it needs to be a TSA-approved case, so a hard case, lockable case. So, so you get yourself a hard case, and you stick your, your empty handgun inside, your empty – Empty. Empty. Empty handgun, empty magazine, okay? I'm just saying. Make sure they're empty. What does empty mean? What does empty mean? That means no ammunition in the magazine, no ammunition in the gun? No, what about one bullet? Not one. Not even one. Not one, not two, not three, none, zero, zero. Empty magazine, empty handgun. And the reason I'm stressing this is because I get phone calls about this, Zach. Yes, I get phone and I I go over this stuff in class and I get phone calls by, by people who are at the airport. They say, Michael, I'm at the airport right now. And so I dropped my my luggage off and I then I went and got something to eat and I came back and TSA called me on my phone. They said they want to see me about what one of my bags. What do I do? I said, Well, don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're in trouble now. What do you want? I'm not an attorney. You know what I'm saying? I got plenty of jokes. Let me tell you. You're like, oh, I'm stressed out and nervous right now. Well, you know, you you know, one, you should have you should have come to class because a lot of people don't come to class and they call someone and they t- give them my telephone number. They call me, you know, ask me this stuff. I'm like, I have plenty of jokes. You know, you didn't come to class. You didn't learn anything. You know, so don't drop the soap now. What do you want me to tell you? Okay. You've messed up. You're going to jail. Okay. It is what it is. So. You know, make sure it's a hard case, lockable case. Where you start out from, you can legally own and possess it. Your destination where you end, you can legally own and possess that firearm. And so in that hard case, lockable case, you're going to put your empty handgun, empty magazine. Empty. (laughs) Empty. And you can have a box of ammunition. So your ammunition needs to be in the original factory box or carton or some type of packaging. 
Okay. Doesn't matter the quantity. Doesn't matter the quantity. A thousand twenty-two rounds and in you, one box. If you can fit sealed. in that, that hard case lock. Okay. So I, I traveled back from Las Vegas from the shot show, and I had like baggies and bags and bags of like ammunition. Ah, okay. Yeah, so because, no limit. Yeah, because the, what happened was that the people at the show didn't want to travel back with it. Because I guess their luggage, whatever it was, was too Bullets heavy. Bullets are heavy. Yeah, yeah. So they was like, hey, we're just giving this stuff away. I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it. So I took it, and I stuck it in my you know, my suitcase, hard case, lockable case. And I traveled back my ammunition, bags of it. So you know, it needs to be some type of packaging. So once you have the empty magazine, empty handgun, your box of ammunition, and that hard case, lockable case, close that case, lock it. If there are two holes on that case for locks, then have two locks. If there are three holes in that case for locks, then have three locks. Hard case, lockable case. No ammunition in the gun. No ammunition in the magazine. You can travel it with the ammunition, but it needs to be an original factory box or carton. This will get you through every airport, every airline in the country. Okay? Now, but keep in mind, make sure you can legally own and possess it where you start out. You can legally own and possess it at your destination. Now, once you do that, you go to T- go to the, the the ticket counter. Ticket counter. I almost said TSA. Don't do that. <laughs> go to the ticket counter and form the ticket agent at the ticket counter that you're traveling with a firearm and ammunition at the ticket counter. Not your sky cap, you know, not the person you know that you're tipping to grab your luggage, but the ticket counter. And then they're going to have you, they may have you fill out some paperwork. They may inspect it right there. They may have you go to another area. A TSA agent may inspect it there. Whatever their procedure, their process is, follow it. Now, I'll tell you some funny stuff. I was flying out of uh, the Carolinas one day. I went to uh, visit one of my uh, manu- one of my distributors. And so I was, com- I was flying back, and I checked in at the airport, and I guess the way I was dressed or something, you know, the lady thought I was law enforcement. Did you have a holster on your belt? I had, yeah, I had a holster on. Well, no, no, I didn't have the holster because I don't. I, I I check all that stuff. Holster, I check everything. You know, you kind of do look like a cop. Now that I really? think of it. <laughs> no, I don't. Got that vibe, you know. Really? No. Former army for sure. Okay, yeah, I, 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 the army part I can I can follow because I'm just like rawr, rawr, right. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I get that to the ticket counter. You know, I say, hey, I'm traveling with the firearm. You know, it's in my luggage, and, and you know, and that blah, blah, blah. And so she goes, okay, hold on a second. And so, you know, I'm standing there, standing there, do-do-do-do-do. About five minutes go by, and I'm like, hey, what are we doing? She goes, oh, I'm trying to find a seat for you on the plane so you can carry your gun on the plane. I'm like, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm not security. I'm not law enforcement. I'm trying to check my firearm. So she actually thought that I was, like, law enforcement. Air marshal, right? Right, and that I was going to carry my gun on the plane. You know, and I'll get past her, but I would never make it past security. Well, normal law enforcement can't even carry their gun on the plane, right? Isn't it only an air marshal? Mm, not necessarily. Yeah. Ah, I yeah. thought it was just the air marshal. Sure. So, so, all right. So, um, we we get past that point, and so she finds a spot for me. You know, we figure out okay, it's in my check luggage, and so they had me step off to the side where the TSA agent, you know, actually inspected my bags. So they opened up my luggage, you know, swiped it, checked it for whatever they were checking for. I don't know what they were checking for. And then closed everything up, locked everything up, and then it went as checked luggage. You know, you cannot do carry-on. You cannot go through the metal detectors. No carry-on, you know, no metal detectors with any firearms, no ammunition, 
no no rounds, no bullets, no holsters, no uppers, no lowers, no triggers, no springs, no screws, no nada through security. Everything needs to be checked to its final destination. So it looks like federal law enforcement officers can qualify to carry guns on planes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just like, man, you know, and then, and then, and let's say you're traveling with a rifle or shotgun or something like that, and you have an, a long gun case. Typically, when you get to your destination, they don't, a lot of times, they don't send that down the carousel, you know, with all the other luggage, which is smart. They usually take that, it looks like as a gun case, they take it into the luggage room, and you have to claim it there. Now, let's say you're traveling. And you're going to a state that you can legally own and possess the firearm, coming from a state you can legally own and possess the firearm, but you happen to stop over in a state that you can't, and there's bad weather. And they say, hey, there's bad weather. Everyone's got to uncheck their luggage, go to the hotel room for the night, like New York and New Jersey, and then come back the next day. We'll get you checked in. We'll get you on your way. Well, whatever you do. Do not uncheck that luggage that has the firearm in it. Leave it checked to his final destination. Let them handle it. Let them deal with it. Do not uncheck it. Because if you uncheck that luggage, you leave, go to, the, go to your hotel room, come back the next day. When you check that luggage, they're going to arrest you and charge you with a felony, you know, a state jail felony. So don't do that. Leave it checked to his final destination. All right. It has to be checked luggage and it has to be declared. Make sure you can, wherever you legally own and possess it, wherever you, you know, where you start out from you, where you end, you can legally own and possess those things. All right. So I hope we got that. You know, try very hard. And when in doubt, call me. I'm going to tell you some jokes. I'm going to make you laugh or cry, but I'll tell you the truth. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. So we came across a story that talked about advanced care planning for guns, how homeowners can help ensure safe use and transfer of their weapons. So Carrie Rassan didn't know what to do about her father's guns when he died of COVID in, uh, in December at the age of 86 and left her executor of his estate. Her father, Max McGall, hadn't left a complete list of his firearms and where and where they were stored. And he hadn't prepared, you know, a realistic plan on how to deal with that. So let's see. Let me see. How can I address this situation? How about you mind your own business? Don't worry about where my guns are. How about that? <laughs> okay. I think when I die, they're buried in the backyard. I got them buried everywhere at private property. Don't worry about it. It's none Don't of your business. Don't worry about it. None of your business. That's How about that? <laughs> okay. Don't worry about where my guns are. That's a little cheap ploy, a little cheap trick on, you know, on some type of gun registry there. I'm not buying it. Not don't even don't even try it. Okay? Don't worry about it. They're where they they're they're fine where they are. That really reminds me of Meta's new thing that they have, you know, Meta, whole Metaverse, Facebook. So, they have an offer to let you live on after death mm. in the Metaverse. So, you can make your little 
character or emoji or whatever it is, your meta person. That is uh, dumb. You make your sim live on. But all you need to do is give them all your information. Give them just so much data about all your you data. so that they can make this metaverse character for you. No, thank you. All what they the ask for. We into here? All they ask for is all of your data. Right. That's not, it. That's it. Not happening. None for of your business. Cause. None of your business not giving it to you. They just want, uh, you know, your microphone data, all your web browsing history data, everything. No, 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 no. I, I Honestly, if you, I only let people see maybe one or two of the guns I have. That's it. Other than that, you won't, you're not going to see anything else. I keep that stuff private. It's hidden. It's no one's business. I, no, absolutely not. I'm a prepper. I prep. I got face masks. Gas mask, gas mask. I have body armor. I got thousands, hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammunition. Hundreds of thousands of rounds. You liberals. I shouldn't say that. I'm gonna be in trouble when I go home. Well, tonight. now you're just telling everybody corn everything. Corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> are you That's corn right. pop? And I'm not gonna tell you where they are. They're not in my house. None of your business. You're not gonna know. That's right. So when it all when it all goes down, I'm gonna be prepared. You ready? I'm ready. I got the MREs. We got yeah. We got. Got water? Oh, plenty of water. Date it so that way I know how long it, it has been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ready to go in event something. Else. So when there's a freeze, there's that drought, I'm prepared. Strategery. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we are prepared here at the Cargill residence. <laughs> that's your <laughs> that's right you're gonna learn today i'm here to tell you all right so man there's a, there's a couple stories here a cop finds a gun at an la home doing a search over a hollywood shooting so sources close to rocky i don't know who who's rocky uh tells us cops determined very quickly that the lawful asap rocky is asap rocky yeah who is he uh he is He's a, a rapper a musician a musician whatever he's a rapper <laughs> what instrument does he play? That's what I need. <laughs> the to, vocals. What instrument does he play? You're not a musician. You're a rapper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those rap guys. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I, I I played instruments. I was in the United States military band. That's right. I was in the United States Army band. I played tuba, trumpet, and trombone. I am a musician. I know more about music than I do guns. Didn't know that, did you? You're gonna learn today. Could you play? Right you now. know the you know the thing. <laughs> you heard what he just said. We bought a tuba, <laughs> trumpet, trombone. All in one. Be all able to play same. on air. On air, absolutely. One at a time. Not even asking you to play all three. I can blow a couple notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I haven't played since 1999. Not one of those instruments. Yeah. Not one since 1999. <laughs> and I and I was an instructor at the Armed Forces School of Music. Instructor. I believe it. Armed Forces School of Music. That's right. So, yeah. I Oh, yeah. Ask any of those troops. They remember me. Oh, my goodness. That's Sergeant Cargill. I bet they do. That is a true fact. <laughs> they, re- you, they remembered me, let me tell you. <laughs> I was the meanest SOB you ever see in your life. All right. So, sources close to Rocky tell us cops determined very quickly the lawful purchase and legally registered guns found in the rapper's home were not connected to the crime. Uh, the the sources tell the, the police officers they never even removed the firearms from the home because they knew there was no relation to the guns used in the alleged shooting. How do they know that? The guns tell them that? 
<laughs> I just need to know. Inquiring minds want to know. So uh, the search at ASAP Rocky's home turned up guns, multiple guns, <laughs> a lot of guns. But what's unclear, did cops seize the gun that was used to shoot a man doing an argument in Hollywood? And so not sure about that. Oh, you know, those rules for thee, but not for me. So that's when you have got to you got to have a good attorney. You know, that's one thing. When you mess up, man, call 911, then call your attorney. Let your attorney to talk for you. If you don't learn anything else, you'll learn that. You know, because you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You know, I got pulled over uh, two nights ago. I was downtown on 4th Street. Yeah. And, you know, you get pulled over nowadays, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was I was doing something bad, you know, and I was like, you know, I shouldn't have been doing it, you know. And the, threw his lights on. I said, oh, man. Yeah, I was messing up. So I pulled over, turned on my inside light. Pulled out my driver's license, both hands on the steering wheel, rolled down my windows, turned, you know, officer walked up to the vehicle. He said, sir, you know, you were kind of driving kind of fast back there. You know, he said, uh, you got your driver's license? I handed the officer my driver's license. He introduced him, said, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so with the Austin Police Department. Handed my driver's license, put my hands back on the steering wheel. He said, I'll be right back with you. Went back to his vehicle, ran my driver's license, came back and said, look, slow it down. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. You know, got to be polite. Yes, that's it's, that's the key. The key is be polite. You know, don't be argumentative. You know, why you pull me over? I didn't do anything wrong. I ain't do nothing. Why you messing with me tonight? You know, what I'm saying, oh, that no, that's not how you do it. Got to be polite. You know, they have a job to do. You know, I'm trying to get home safely. You know, they're trying to get. You know, for all I know, he's trying to go on his lunch dinner break. You know what it is? I don't. I don't want to interfere with all that stuff. Be polite. Be nice. Get through that traffic stop, and psh, off you go. Not even a written warning. And I was I was in the wrong. <laughs> I was definitely doing some wrong stuff. So you got to be polite and own up to it. You know, don't admit anything. <laughs> okay. Nope. I didn't talk. I didn't talk. Didn't even breathe. What about apologizing? I no, because then I'm admitting something. Is that an admittance of that, guilt? That's an admittance of an guilt. Admission. Of it, guilt. That's an admit admission of guilt right there. So don't don't apologize. I didn't apologize. I didn't. I just like hmm, interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm like hmm, okay. Here's my driver's license. You know. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Be polite to the officer. Officer went back to his vehicle, did his thing, came right back, sent me on my way, and I drove off, turned on my turning signal, and pulled out slowly. <laughs> Proceeded to the interstate, where I swiftly went back to the house. <laughs> and that's what you're supposed to do. I don't know what it is with people when they want to argue with cops, argue with police officers on the side of the road, and that's what causes problems. Why you pull me over? And that's why. That's how you get shot. You, get, you know, that's, it's just crazy. Uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis from Florida. He says, you know what? Before I get out of office, before I'm not the governor anymore, I'm going to make sure that Florida has constitutional carry. You're going to be able to carry your firearms in Florida without a license. So we'll see if he can, if he owns up to that. So uh, Governor DeSantis, the legislature We'll get it done, according to what the governor says of Florida. DeSantis said during a news conference in North Florida, I can't tell you if, if it's going to be the next week or six months, but I can tell you that before I am done as governor, we will have a signature on constitutional carry. So in Florida, people must obtain a concealed weapons permit in order to carry hidden guns, concealed guns in public. About 2.5 million people have permits. You know, I I had a Florida concealed handgun license. That was one of the first licenses that I got. I actually got my Georgia uh, concealed license first, 
And then I got my Florida concealed handgun license. I was very pl- proud about the Florida because in Georgia, all it was was just a thumbprint on the license. I was like, uh, this looks like I can make this on the, my computer. But then when I went to Florida, Florida was legit. Florida had your picture. And Florida's like one of the very first states, you know, had your picture on it. You know, they said concealed weapons permit. And I was like, man, I was 21 years old and I had my license. I was, man, I was proud of that. Jumped on my motorcycle. I went from Georgia uh, down to Florida, you know, every four day weekend when I was in the military and carried my gun with me. I enjoyed that, you know, because hey, driving on that road there, you know, could be kind of dangerous. And back then, you had uh, people were getting murdered and killed and robbed and whatever in rest areas. So when I was on the motorcycle, you had to stop quite a bit. So I enjoyed carrying my firearm with my license and knowing what the laws were. You know, and I made sure I did that when I was 21 years old. You know, and that's important. You know the laws in the state where you live. Know how to carry. Know how to respond to law enforcement when you're pulled over by the police. And that way you can get to that traffic stop. So DeSantis successfully ushering in a constitutional carry measure into law would be another conservative victory as he builds a resume that could appeal to the Republican primary voters if he decides to run for president. Because that's what he's doing. He's prepping himself to run for president of the United States. It all depends on, I think, I think whether Trump runs or not, I think DeSantis is going to run. What do you think? I mean, he's the, the most likely person you'd think, right? He, he may position himself to run, you know, be vice president by, by challenging Trump. Why can't we just have some new, fresh person that seems to make sense and is, you know, reasonable? A lot of different aspects, right? Okay, I hear you. Your question is a waste of time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Bar News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So do you know, Zach, that um, a lot of teenagers are carrying firearms now? Uh, That's not legal. No, it's not. So carrying a handgun has become significantly more common among teenagers over the last two decades. So in the years from 2015 to 2019, adolescents reported carrying a handgun at a rate of 41% higher than in the period between 2002 and 2006. So according to a study published this week in the journal Pediatrics, uh, findings are based on reports from more than 297,000 adolescents in the U.S. ages 12 to 17. About 4.6% of teens carried handguns in the recent study period and according to this research and up from three three point three percent previously so the adolescents groups with the biggest increase in gun carrying rates were white higher income and rural residents by contrast reports of gun carrying declined among black lower income american indian and alaskan native adolescents the overall increase was surprising and very concerning, according to one of the doctors, you know, who's a candidate in the development educational psychology at Boston College, 
in the U.S. overall rates of gun ownership stayed relatively flat during the years analyzed in the study, according to the RAND Corporation research. Both RAND and Gallup polls found that rates of individual gun ownership have consistently hovered just below a third of the population. However, U.S. gun purchases climbed from 2019 to 2020. A February study found that more than 5 million children under 18 became newly exposed to guns in their households from January 2019 to April 2021. And in 2020, guns became the leading cause of death among children and teens for the first time in many decades. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data, uh, surpassing motor vehicle crashes. So that's hmm, pretty interesting there. So and that means, you know what that means, Zach? What? That means you need to make sure that parents lock their guns up. You know, mm -hmm. you, know you can, you, you know, you have your gun for personal protection. You, you have your guns for hunting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you come back, you know, lock them in a safe. You know, the ones for personal protection, you have kids in the house. You can get yourself a little handgun safe, you know, to put next to the bedside. Uh, you know, you know, oh, really, you can put several safes all around the house. You get little secret compartments that you can get that actually lock. So that way, no matter where you are, you know, because inside the home, you should feel safe. So you don't necessarily have to carry the gun while you're walking around the house, but you want to have access to it in case something does happen. So I like to have access to a firearm in the kitchen. I like to have access to a firearm in the bathroom. I do have my shower gun. Got a shower gun, Zach? <laughs> a shower gun? Yeah, you don't have a shower gun? What is a shower gun? You're going to learn today, let me tell you. Oh, you're talking about a shower <laughs> I'm gun. I'm talking about a shower. That's right, a oh. shower gun. So in the shower, yeah, that's right, that gun you use in the shower. That's right. Got to have a shower gun. I got one of those. <laughs> you got a shower gun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so shower gun, uh, one in the bedroom, you know, dining room, the living room, you know, every room in the house has got to have a gun and locked from the kids. But you, but you need to get access to it. You can get access to it. So I, I you know, want to make sure you know, we can use that. Get a little gun vault or something. That's yeah. one option for a bedside firearm. Man, they're all all type of you know little contraptions. I'm actually working on one for the vehicle right now. You know, a little different one for the car. SUV. Like an easily accessible one? Yeah. yeah. Or just a storage in like the car? Easily accessible in the vehicle while you're driving down the road. Ah. Yeah. Uh, gun vault, SV500. Mm. So I'm going down the road, something happens. Do, 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 do. Yep. It's a button combo. Uh, and it just like kind of pops open forward yeah. to expose the back of your pistol to grab. Yeah, yeah. And it's locked from the kids. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That's what it's supposed to be. And that way you can keep the kids safe. From themselves and from the bad guy. <laughs> also, uh, a man is shot 18 times. Stabs he stabs a suspect and remains in fair condition. Now this happened down in H in Houston, Harris County, well Valley Central, Harris County. So a man who was shot 18 times while defending himself against a robber is in fair condition, according to the Harris County Sheriff's Office. So deputies responded to a shooting. Now check this out, Zach. This is this is crazy, crazy scene. It was a shooting verse, uh, slash carjacking, and it happened like Thursday night, and an adult man was at an air pump. He was, you know, you know, putting air in his tires, and when he was confronted by another man wearing a ski mask, you know, so he's trying to put air in his tire there at the gas station. This dude walks up, got a ski mask on. He's like, look, you know, give me your car. Suspect robbed his, you know, took his vehicle and pulled out a gun. The victim began fighting, you know back with this guy, you know, and pulled out a knife. 
that's man, I like this dude. We can have drinks. You know, he's like, he pointing the gun at you. You're like, you know what? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let's do this. He pulls out a knife and starts, you know, you know, so let's let's go for it. So during the altercation, the suspect began shooting at the victim, and the victim was able to stab the suspect, and the victim was found to have 18 gunshot wounds, none of which were fatal. He is currently in the ICU in fair condition. And the, uh, the Mount Bellevue PD were in pursuit with the suspect and were able to get the vehicle to stop. The sus- suspect was still wearing the ski mask and in possession of the pistol. You know, now what would be fitting to this story if both they were both in the hospital at the same time? That would be and fitting. The beds right next <laughs> well, to each other. Yeah, it's like, well, you, you better put somebody between us because I'm going to get him. <laughs> you better not go to sleep because I'm going to get him. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Oh, that's a crazy story. My hat's off to this guy. 18 times. 18 times. I want to buy that guy a drink. Boy, I tell you. I it would him. just like don't, blow and, out of his stomach. And don't do that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't advocate you doing that, but this dude, I like him. <laughs> it would just come out of his sides like drainage holes I know. as he drinks. I'm curious what kind of gun the bad guy was using. He was shot 22, 18 times. Right, probably. Uh, not necessarily. 22's traveled. It wasn't a 22's can travel to a lot of damage. I don't know. Depends on where. He, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious. What am- I want to know what ammunition and what gun. Wasn't a forty-five. Yeah, def- no. Wasn't a three hundred eight. Nah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not a forty-five. Two. Not a seven point six two by thirty-nine. Three eighty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. So yesterday, the Washington Supreme well Friday, the Washington Supreme Court gave law-abiding Washington's gun owners something to celebrate. In a unanimous opinion, the court ruled that the city of Edmonds. Uh, storage ordinances violate the state's preemptive law. You know, most states, a lot of states have a preemptive law where these cities and counties cannot come up with a stricter gun law than what they have for the state. You know, but that doesn't stop some cities from doing this. They go out and they say, hey, you know what? We don't care what the state says. We're going to try it anyway. So the Washington State Supreme Court said, no, nah, you can't do that. You're going against what the law says, unfortunately. So this victory comes after the Washington Court of Appeals issued a similar opinion last year. And what they did was this past week, the state's high court rejected the narrow reading of a preemption statute proposed by the city of Edmonds and the every town attorneys that were representing the city in this litigation. The legislature plainly meant to broadly preempt local lawmaking concerning firearms, except where specifically authorized. So good for Washington state. Good. to You know, sometimes you just got to fight the man. And it's nice when, you know, people win. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Arizona, Arizona homicide suspect. So check this out. This is, is it. This guy, something happened in Arizona, but it affects Texas. So over in Pflugerville, this happened this week, by the way. As a matter of fact, this happened yesterday. Okay. Yesterday, a dumb hus- double homicide suspect was arrested Saturday in Pflugerville, according to the U.S. Marshall Fugitive Task Force. So Terrence, we don't care what his last name is, he was 18 years of age, was arrested at the intersection of Copper Mine Drive and Colorado Sand Drive Saturday afternoon after a shooting in Casa Grande, Arizona, killed two women. The Arizona Wanted uh, Violent Offender Task Force asked for help uh, from the Lone Star Fugitive Task Force to find you know, Mr. Terrence here after authorities believe the 18-year-old left Arizona for the Austin area. So that proves why it's important that you always carry a firearm with you because you never know, you know, who's around you. You never know who's standing next to you at the gas station, who pulls up next to you, who's standing next to you in the line at the grocery store. You just never know. 
you know, know, know where this person is coming from. And that's what law enforcement runs into. You know, when they're pulling someone over on the side of the road, they never know, you know, who this person is and where they're coming from or what they just did. They could be a fugitive from justice. And they're pulling them over because they're trying to give them a speeding ticket or something like that. That's all I say, you know, be polite. Uh, so, you know, it's crazy. And after another story here, the I can't get to this one. Nah, I'm not going to get to it. But it, what it is is uh, apparently, you know, some anti-gun Democrats are going after their own. We'll talk about that next week when we come back. You know, Zach, like I always say, it's always more guns equals less crime. So you definitely, this week, Zach, your mission is to go out there, and I want you to buy yourself a gun. I just bought one today. What? From where? Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, there's a fight. There's a ruin. We don't have a fight in the parking lot. <laughs> this is coming, talking, and you've been listening to Michael Carga. You have a good week, y'all. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.